Good morning. Supervisors have ordered the first round of fixes for Loudoun's famously congested and dangerous Route 15. Also, Delegate Dave LaRock and Senator Richard Black got called out. It was an exciting meeting. For Tuesday, October 24th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rents Green. Last week, supervisors voted to start the first phase of fixing our famously congested and accident-prone Route 15 north of Leesburg, starting with that complicated intersection at King Street. To start, they'll work with the pavement already there to add another northbound lane between King Street and Tut Lane. That work is expected to finish next spring. It's over at that triangle intersection. The county will also work with the Virginia Department of Transportation to find an engineer to design improvements to the rest of Route 15. Leesburg District Supervisor Kristen Umstadt and Catoctin District Supervisor Gary Higgins will continue gathering public input. The county will also ask the town of Leesburg to help pay for those improvements. No doubt that came as welcome news to the residents of Route 15 who packed the boardroom last week to plead with supervisors to get the road fixed. One person called it Slaughter Alley because of all the deer corpses along the road. Another person said, we're talking about shattered lives here. This comes after a congestion study that gave the road failing marks. The firm that prepared that study recommended widening Route 15 to four lanes, a flyover ramp at King Street, and a roundabout at White's Ferry Road. Supervisors have also expanded that study north to the Maryland line. That second part of the study is expected back by winter of 2018. Two other people turned up to advocate for improving Route 15, State Delegate Dave LaRock and State Senator Dick Black. Here's Delegate LaRock. I won't repeat the accident stats, but I will remind us all that these involve parents, children, and families. He pointed out that a functional road network is important for everything from home values to timely responses by fire and rescue crews. How did it get this bad? Obviously, the roads have not kept pace with population growth. And a few words from Senator Black. We really have reached a point where the traffic on Route 15 is simply unbearable. It's just gotten to the point where the road is almost dysfunctional at this point. Those words were very well received by the residents in the boardroom, but they don't quite match up to their voting records. Delegate LaRock and Senator Black campaigned and voted against the very funding Loudoun plans to use for work on Route 15 and has used on other major road projects around the county. A few supervisors called them out on that, starting with fellow Republican Matt Letourneau. 
In 2013, there was a transportation bill that actually started funding MVTA for the first time. Here he's referring to House Bill 2313 from the 2013 session of the State General Assembly. That bill created significant funding for the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority for the first time by creating a dedicated stream of tax revenue from the Northern Virginia region. Today, the authority funds hundreds of millions of dollars in transportation projects every year, including, supervisors hope, Route 15. If they win funding, which they're optimistic about since the NVTA focuses on relieving congestion, the authority would bear the lion's share of that cost. Overall, work on Route 15 is expected to cost $85.8 million, $57.1 million of which would come from the NVTA. Some of the folks who spoke to us tonight didn't support that bill or any of that funding, but they are now asking us to fund some of these things through MVTA. Senator Black voted against House Bill 2313, and Delegate LaRock campaigned against it later that year in his successful bid to unseat fellow Republican Joe May. Another Loudoun Republican delegate, Tag Greeson, was a co-patron of the bill, and others in Loudoun's General Assembly delegation supported the bill. My point being with all this, the Commonwealth of Virginia has a heck of a lot more money than the county of Loudoun does, and has been here all the time with the responsibility of building roads. Board Vice Chairman Ralph Bona agreed with Supervisor Letourneau's assessment. Building roads is usually a VDOT responsibility, and Loudoun is one of the few counties that actually builds roads. Supervisor Bona pointed out that this year, transportation projects make up the largest share of Loudoun's six-year, $2 billion capital improvement program. Loudoun has $804 million set aside or planned for transportation projects, ahead of schools at $640 million. Chair Phyllis Randall was a little more direct. She mentioned Delegate LaRock's famous tax pig, a giant pink pig which he built and pulls around on a flatbed trailer to protest taxes for transportation funding, like for Metro Rail or House Bill 2313. I got to tell you, I think it's rich, just rich, for a politician who, who campaigned against um, House Bill 2313 passing, who drives around a, a pink no-tax pig to come here today and talk about um, money for, through MBTA, which he fought hard not to have. That is rich. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, as the school board gets ready to redraw the map for who goes to which elementary school, most parents are asking to stay put. At the school board's first public hearing for attendance boundary changes for elementary schools in the southern end of the county, seven parents addressed the board, and almost every one of them asked that their kids stay at their current school. The school system's getting ready for Goshen Post Elementary, which will open next to John Champ High School in fall of 2018. Obviously, someone's going to have to go to that school. The school system will be trying to relieve some of the county's most overcrowded schools, in particular Buffalo Trail Elementary. At last count, there were 1,599 students at Buffalo Trail, 656 over building capacity. One of the parents at the public hearing, Mary Ann Rutler of South Riding, said her son was moved from Hutchison Farm Elementary to Pinebrook Elementary and then, four years later, back to Hutchison Farm. 
She said she was shocked to see she was up for rezoning again. If they get switched again, their kids will have gone to three different elementary schools without the family ever moving. Another parent, Ashley Flick, said her family almost moved at one point, but decided to stay because their son, a first grader at the time, was adamant about staying at Hutchison Farm. That family also faces being sent to a different school. One speaker actually did ask that his children be sent to Goshen Post. J.T. Wilson said the kids in his neighborhood, the Greens of Willisford, are going to Pinebrook, which is three and a half miles away. The new school is just a mile away. The school board will start work on this on Monday, October 30th, and there's a second public hearing Monday, November 6th. You can see both proposed attendance maps in the story on our website. Speaking of the school board, tonight they'll probably adopt a policy that allows cell phone towers on school property. School board members have been working in committee for roughly five years to hammer out a policy that would allow companies to request permission to locate a network facility, as it's known, on school property. The new policy, if approved, would require a public hearing on each cell tower and states that each tower must provide, quote, an identifiable benefit to Loudoun County Public Schools and or the communities the network facilities will serve, end quote. It also requires the facility to generate revenue for the school system. Kevin Lewis, Assistant Superintendent of Support Services, said the policy is written fairly generally, but specific concerns can be addressed on each individual application. The school system would also decide how much to charge on a case-by-case basis. Yesterday, a former member of MS-13 who tried to escape U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement custody during a transport on the Dulles Greenway was sentenced to 18 months in federal prison. Marlon Danilo Rivas Mendez, 28, of El Salvador, was being transported from the Loudoun County Adult Detention Center to an ICE facility for deportation on July 3rd when he complained that his handcuffs were too tight. When the officer pulled over and tried to help him, Rivas Mendez struck the officer in the chest and neck and fled. He was apprehended a short time later at an industrial park nearby in Sterling. He was convicted of assault and impeding ICE. Authorities say he has already been deported to El Salvador five times. And the Dulles Greenway is not likely to be extended into Leesburg, in case you were thinking it might be. When planners envisioned extending the Dulles Toll Road to Leesburg in the late 1980s, they included a segment that would bring the highway all the way downtown. Now, 30 years later, that line is probably going to be erased. Last week, the Leesburg Planning Commission recommended taking it out of the town's plans. A right-of-way has been reserved for extending the greenway from where it ends now at the Leesburg Bypass out to Catoctin Circle. It forms the eastern edge of the Crescent Park property. There's never been a movement to actually build that link, but the merits of the plan were questioned during the town council's deliberation on the Crescent Park development plan last year. They decided to leave the land on that right-of-way green for now, but after approving the Crescent Park plans, the town council authorized a $75,000 traffic study to look at the long-term impacts of deleting the greenway extension from the town's plans. That study showed the roads around there would actually perform better without the greenway extension. The planning commission unanimously recommended the town council take the greenway extension out of the town plan. Anyway, get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com.
On today's calendar, Total Wines and More will host River Cruising 101, a guide to the different options offered by the river cruise lines of the world. This complimentary educational seminar will be hosted by river cruise experts Val Kitson and Jane Munzel, the Waterway Travel Team at Connoisseur Travel. RSVP in advance, it's at Total Wines and More in Leesburg at 6.30 p.m. And Howard Jones is playing Tally Ho tonight at 7 p.m. Get tickets and details on these events and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, tell your coolest friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. Okay.